This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. to get geeky get awesome it is the awesome cast i'm mike sorg at sorgatron on all the kinds of social medias uh even ones that used to be called twitter and we are in the sorgatron media studios in pittsburgh pennsylvania first of all want to give a shout uh unfortunately we will not be having kid metal in the foreseeable future due to scheduling conflicts but i do look forward to any contributions Thelmy's got anything on his mind just send us a video and i'm hoping we will be a part of it but in the meantime we do have uh somebody's been joining us for several weeks now straight this might be a streak for him dave potter of the iphoneography podcast is with me today it's just the two of us today dave just the two of us streaking around what what yep what keeping what? the streak going okay, we're well, going to the quad oh we're going oh, down the quad oh okay i was like well, there's a reason i left me uh the, the curtains up this time mm-hmm <laughs> Oh, I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking at all. Um, no, I actually no, this is a very hydrated. This is a very special night. Our sister program, uh, the one that started all the Wrestling Mayhem show, is celebrating 900 episodes tonight. So I am enjoying some libations just to kind of enjoy the night and the stress of having to produce several more people in the room. It's going to be. It's going to be traumatic. Uh, <laughs> it's a chaotic, chaotic. Yeah, it's something like that. Anyways, yeah, that works, yeah. this is the awesome cast. We like to talk about awesome things on this show. And uh, Dave, we'll get right into it. And I mean, I have a list of things. I have a couple of things throughout the week. We'll see whatever else we get into during the week. But uh, I was like, you know, I, as you know, you know, very, very busy. So, uh, the wife went to Charlotte. I was in town doing 247. Uh, we had show Friday mm-hmm. night in New, Ken, New Kensington and everything. So it has been a heck of an experience. So let's get into it and that's actually leads me to my awesome thing of the week i don't even it's weird i don't have the the sounders and stuff i need to get a sound pad or something so i can play kid metal sounders for this show and now it feels empty without it doesn't it it sounds weird yeah yeah yes. there's that there's that missing gap there there is there is i like almost <laughs> paused for it and, and it didn't come uh anyways uh no so i you know so I was. I thought it was very cool. Um, I actually just saw this a little bit ago as I was pondering what to talk about this week. And uh, Dan Sweeney, who's been an amazing uh, uh, camera op when, that works with the guys over at 247, uh, they have a steady cam rig that we get to work with on that project. And uh, you know, and I've done 247 for a couple of years now, off and on here, depending on how schedulings work out and things like that. Uh, so, uh, so. Uh, he just tagged me in this post, and I love this. If you're on video with us, you can see the top of the video is what we're producing, what we're putting out. And then he put a GoPro. I I forgot that he did this. I remember him showing me this. He put a GoPro on his Steadicam rig as he's going. And this is out at the um, Deck Hockey uh, uh, Arena out in Murraysville. And uh, new time, first time at this venue. It was a very interesting, I, I want to say, 
I, I think it's safe to say it was a difficult setup for us to kind of uh, go through and figure out a lot of things. Plus, we were doing a lot of new things here. Uh, so you're seeing him on the rig. And you could hear him talking on the video. He's dropping notes in there. Like, I'm telling him to hold for a second because there's a problem. Uh, so I need him to, him to take the shot or something like that. And uh, and actually, I think that what he ends up doing is is this is one where I did I was not on my shot because I was trying to fix something. And you see he's on there a little bit longer uh, I would have switched into the ring by now and he started moving. Uh, but again, that was probably on me because, you know, I'm kind of a one man team back there. Uh, so and you see him setting up for the next one. Our buddy CL was helping him out and <laughs> and uh, getting people to move because everybody's going through the crowd. And we're actually having this guy uh, at the top talk to us about the next fighter as the fighter is coming out. So we get to do these really cool movements through, through this. It's a really cool DSLR that they get to use. I think it's a nice Sony or something like that. Mm -hmm. You see how you're popping up graphics and then he gets to go inside and he's getting ready for the entrances. And we get to, I wish this was a little longer so you can see what he does for the entrances. I love how those work out um, because he gets to move with it. Uh, Drew Shannon, who's an amazing, amazing ring announcer. Uh, we used to work with him up at Prospect Pro Wrestling uh, before schedules got in the way. Uh, but like we had this cool thing where he takes his cart and he actually directs you in the blue corner and the guy just like floats over to the blue corner guy and then comes back after the title and everything. So it was a really cool behind the scenes if you're interested in that. It is in the, uh, I'll, I'll link it of course in here. And uh, you can uh, uh, um Dan C. Sweeney Dance, dance, sweet, dance, sweet, dance, see, weenie. What? Is that how he spells his name? I did, I've never seen it. Uh, so, uh, but well, either way, uh, however it's spelled, we'll have that uh, marked on our show notes. And of course, it is in the Awesome Cast Facebook group if you're interested in that. Um, so you get an idea. It, it's a pretty spiffy. It's not as full on as what you see at the WWE when they're going up the ramp there, Dave. But uh, but uh, yeah. but he's he's able to do some very very cool moves throughout the night. Yeah, I mean, especially it is neat to see the the behind the scenes because even if you're in person at an event, mm -hmm. uh, unless you are someone interested in video production yourself, you're probably not paying attention to the camera people or the direction or the fact that there's another camera person moving in another direction, setting up for the next shot. And even in this case, there, there are there are televisions above the cage. They got a very, very cool. It's, it's one of my favorite setups of any of the MMAs that, that I've had the opportunity to work with over the last few years. And uh, and also shout outs to E2A Productions that do uh, uh, hook us up with these MMA. They're the ones that kind of work with a lot of the MMA boxing. I did kickboxing last month in, in Akron, for instance, um, thanks to them and, and doing that. Um, but uh, but no, they got a, it, it's one of the coolest, most professional look uh, uh, sets that one of the most organized groups that I've worked with. Uh, so it's been really cool to do that. And, and as we worked on some of this stuff to um, uh, uh, really kind of level up the production uh, from show to show that I've had the opportunity to work with them. Uh, if you are curious, he does list the stuff on there. The, the, the bottom is his old GoPro Hero 4 shot in 2.7 and downscaled. Uh, he's running a Sona Alpha A7R4 with a Sony 24 to 70 millimeter G2 locked at 24, mounted on a DJI Global Ronin. There's a lot of hashtags in here. <laughs> so, and uh, hooked onto a uh, DF Digital Photo Thanos SE vest and tension arm. So, a lot of details in there for you if you're really kind of geeking out on that kind of thing. And he talks about how we're we're streaming and 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 have a wireless 
uh, through a great Holy Land, uh, which is good. Actually, I wanted to get that transmitter because I want to look at it for another gig, actually. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, no, very cool, very cool thing there. Thank Dan has been really awesome to work with, mm -hmm. and I hope to get work on some other uh, projects with him here in the future. So. Uh, that was very, very cool. So thanks, Dan, for the awesome thing, a cool behind the scenes of a project that, mm -hmm. uh, of course, I and have. For, and for knowing how he has to have his eyes on a swivel mm -hmm. because he, he's walking backwards into a cage, mm -hmm. making sure oh, no, no. he doesn't bump so, into so he, anything. Yeah, yeah, back into, and that's where the team with the doctors and everything are and everything yeah. like that, right? And plus, like, there was crowd where the group was going through where he has to shoot down in yeah. and then back up. We actually did, I, I actually hired an extra guy because I'm like, I just felt like I needed an extra hand on this one. Um, and, uh, you know, CL has been great with us over on Thursday night fights and a lot of other wrestling productions. And it was, he was going to be a guy to just help me behind the desk, but he ended up being the bodyguard for Dan when we saw what was happening with the crowd. So, uh, that was a really, really helpful because he was like, I talked to Dan Adverse. He's like, it was like, I was in a mosh pit the, the entire night, you know, just bumping into people that just wouldn't get out of the way. You know, they were very mm -hmm. upset about this. It was like, guys, the fighters are coming through, move out of the damn way. Right. So it was a very cramped. Uh, they sold that place out. It was standing room. There were people like it, it really they say hanging from the rafters. There, were, there was like a kind of a balcony around most of it. And it did feel like everybody was hanging from the rafters watching this thing. It was crazy. There was no room in there. People were stepping into my gear. <laughs> you know, it was so bad. There were fights that broke out during the after the title match. It was it was on both sides of the cage. Um, like it was it was wild. It was wild. So two four seven. They got a great streaming thing. I give them so many props because they do so much for podcasting. They got a new venue uh, coming up here at the probably at the end of summer. Uh, they that the, 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 what they're putting into MMA, and that's their twentieth main show that they've done. They've done more. They do these offshoot shows too. Uh, it's really cool to see somebody in Pittsburgh growing that that line of of uh, mixed martial arts here in the city, mm -hmm. uh, in the greater city, I guess we could say, because it's like Monroeville, and uh, the, they're going to be in the Meadows. Um, I am not oh, officially wow. booked for it yet, uh, so we'll see what happens there. But um, but anyway. say Monroeville, they're at the um, the soon to be ex convention center right? yeah and i don't have any dates for that right now i think they're already out of there yeah. so um but we were just there in december i think for mm -hmm. a show so i i love the convention center because there's so much space right yeah and it looks cool feels big it feels even bigger um so i'm looking forward to see what they do when they have their own custom space and i told them i was like i'm like you get your own space we can play and really dig into this and how this looks mm -hmm. like what we're doing on thursday nights on those training shows right uh, yeah. with uh, the 880 Wrestling Thursday Night Fights, like we get to try very cool stuff there that mm -hmm. we we try, then try to bring into other places. So that's it's really nice when you when you have a control over the, your environment, you can you can really really kind of start stepping up what you can do and what things look yeah. like. So, anyways, Dave, what is your awesome thing of the week? Sure, my awesome thing is actually re related to these two things. It's shoes. So, you got shoes. shoes. They're running shoes. It's the shoes, man. It's the shoes. It's the shoes. Yeah. So I needed new running shoes because mine have eh, around three to 400 miles on them. Ooh. And running shoes tend to run out of, they start to break down around three to 400 miles. Okay. So, you know, uh, twice a year, I need new shoes. So uh, I went out to Pro Bike and Run, which is a local running shop. Um. And the main reason I go there versus like a Dix is just better service. 
you know, you don't have someone just dropping you off in an aisle and then running off. You actually have service. And one of the things I did was actually have my feet scanned. So, and it's actually pretty neat technology. Um, it's called the Albert II Pro Scanner. So you step on it. Now, I, I on, the, on the website, it shows people on their bare feet. I was in, I kept my socks on. Mm-hmm. And it uses four cameras to take a 3D image of your foot. Along with the pad you're stepping on is a pressure pad. Hmm. So you can see if you're, you know, supplating, pronating, how you actually stand on your feet, if you're in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the, the sale is really for stores, not for individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it actually, uh, they were able to, you know, the, the person was able to say, okay, yes, yeah, so you, you know, how much pressure you have on your feet and, you know, is it or the way I stand? Is it one or the other and the size? And to say, okay, yeah, I could see that my left foot is a little bit bigger than my right foot. Same same size, but just a little different, you know, in terms of what size I would need and the width of the fit. Instead of standing on the, and they still have those there, the the old fashioned metal things where you step in and they get your foot size that way. Mm-hmm. So it actually, so each of those pods coming up has a camera to get that 3D image on it. So it is a depth camera. Okay. Uh, so it will, yeah. So it does the whole thing and says, okay, yeah, and this is what you do. And there's a on-screen part where you can see when you step on something, you can see your pressure output there, and that yeah, then the screen actually gives you a 3D model of your foot. And well, the difference is that I actually had the person, yeah, that's so the person looked at it and said, okay, yeah, it looks like, are you happy with your current ones? And if you're not, here's what we can, you know, here's good shoes that are, would be, you know, given what your size. So she went back and said, okay, here's a couple of different shoes that would be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a nice little extra touch and it's just neat how everything's kind of it, 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 I, I don't know what they have to do the behind the scenes. I'll say that in terms of getting set up and everything else. But it basically it was me standing there and just not moving. So from the consumer standpoint, it was easy. It was easy and kind of neat to do. Awesome. Awesome. So it's a, it's a nice little extra touch. So so you said you saw you you where did you say you you got your shoes done? Uh, it's pro bike uh, pro bike and run. Okay. So it, so yeah. so they do not have they do not have this at Dicks. <laughs> All right. No, the, as far as I know, they don't. Mm-hmm. At least according to Pro Bike Run's website, they're the only ones in the Pittsburgh area with this. Oh, so there this is pro- there, there is a search of like where it would be in your area. Uh, um, that's on Pro Bike Run's website. So I don't know if you can do the opposite search. You know, Dix may have something similar to it. Maybe not this model, maybe something similar. I don't know. I, I don't want to be definite and say, yes, you know, they, they may have different 3D modeling software or different um, hardware they use. There is a um, I, the Walmart would have something. I forget if it was particular. It's not for shoes, but it would be more in the, far, the pharmacy area. 
Um, but that was for, for, for insoles. That's for, for insoles. Okay, but yeah. it's doing yeah, something. Yeah, I tried that, and that's a pressure. And that that's more the pressure part. Okay. Yeah. That. So that tells you, like, if you need some, like, an insole or something, okay. like, if it you... looks at the form of your feet and kind of makes a determination from mm-hmm. there. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, so you never know. You, you, next time you get a uh, uh, new shoes, it may be uh, in your store. So keep an eye yeah. out for that. And let us know if you do come across it. Hey, you know what? Uh, well, thank you to everybody that does support this show uh, over on patreon.com slash awesomecast. We have been trying to put some extra, extra conversations in there for you guys uh, to be joining us. Uh, thank you to our friends at the Coffee Club Loveless, Cynthia Klosky, fan of the shows, uh, fans of the show, fan of the show level. Yeah. Michael Fedor, Matt Weller, John DeGore, and Dave Fodner, spouse of Roast Julia Fair at RoastJuliaFair.com. Yeah, I should add a jingle to that or something. We've been doing that one for a while. You guys can support the show, too, and we'll say your name and your website or your or your spouse's website at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Thank you, everybody does support the show. All right, let's see what else we got uh, going on here. Uh, so you went TV shopping, I understand. Well, I, I didn't necessarily go TV shopping. Okay. I just happened to go. It was after our conversation last week mm-hmm. about the smart TVs and what's available and what isn't. Mm-hmm. And Kid Mental was like, wait, you can't get a TV that isn't a smart TV? And I just happened to be, and I forget if it was um, Sam's Club or uh, Costco. It was one of those two. Okay. And I just kind of went down the row and said, smart TV, smart TV. Yeah, you you can't get a dumb set. Mm-hmm. You literally, it, right? It even says right there, WebOS for the LG, and all the different apps that are. And these are, first of all, these are massive TVs. Mm-hmm. You know, these are the seventy inches, the eighty inches. You know, it's kind of crazy the how. And yeah, let's say it's kind of crazy. Fourteen hundred dollars, which is a lot of money. Still, but don't get a lot. You get a lot for you get a lot for. It was a forty-two inch plasma for fifteen hundred dollars back in the day. That's what know. I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, fourteen hundred is still a lot of money in my mind. But mm-hmm. for what you're getting for the size for every, it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, like I said, we talked uh, last week's show that you know, luckily we don't need a TV. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to know that if you want to, sca- I hate to say, scale it back to only like a 50 inch TV. <laughs> uh, you, they're, they're not horrible prices. You can get good prices on good TVs. You don't have to like cheap out and get like a crap TV. Yeah, and, and, and when you're getting the lower end TVs, they're very decent, you know, because there's been yeah. a lot of conversation on other shows that I listen to uh, because of the Walmart Vizio deal that we talked about last week. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, hey, you can get a good 42 inch, 50 inch TV for two, three, four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. And it is because you look at it, it is subsidized by what's going on in there because yeah. a lot of them have cameras, microphones, know you're watching and all that kind of stuff. Now, you can circumvent that by just plugging an HDMI and using your Apple TV because if you're already subsidized, you'd not required to use all that stuff but the annoying thing is it does load into um i am becoming excessively annoyed because i've picked up a uh amazon tv uh uh, insignia and uh typically i don't set these things up but it's one that we 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 set a bunch of them up because we were using them for the super bowl day 
because uh, we wanted to watch multiple feeds. We want to watch the SpongeBob feed mm-hmm. that we talked about a couple of weeks ago and the regular one and Puppy Bull and things like that. So I'm like, okay, well, I got a Roku one and Amazon TV one and the Vizio one I didn't break. Uh, so uh, so we loaded all of them up and now the Amazon TV is the one that I left in the studio hooked up for like, you know, I'll usually watch a little bit of you know Netflix or YouTube or some wrestling before we do these shows a little mm-hmm. bit. And it's mostly what I use it for is Tuesday for like an hour, to be quite honest. Or if I'm working in sentence something up or working on a stu- uh, the, the the streaming computer or something like I've been this week. Uh, yeah, don't look in the corner right now. Um, but anyways, we'll be shooting around that next show. Um, but uh, but it just plays commercials when you boot it up first thing if you're not paying attention. It's blasting and you're like, what the hell? That's been starting to bother me. Apple TV now does that, although that is its own box. Um, like that is starting to be bothersome as like these are installed you know the value prop is out there uh you they have acquisition it's in every home and now they're just going to start pushing stuff to your face and again it's it's, i i say i'm i'm the the kind of person that pays a lot of money to not see commercials yeah Mm -hmm. and well it's almost a throwback to windows machines back in the day where you would get a dell and you would turn it on and there would be like all these Dell apps mm-hmm. that you don't want. You mean like a Samsung I, phone? Yeah. It's well, a Samsung phone, but, or other, you know, I, I, I would say this, the only difference is Samsung's. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people like the Samsung apps, but it's like you're duplicating what's already existing there. The same thing with the Dell. It's like, well, we have our Dell launcher that, you know, it's it's better than the Windows setup and like, probably not. <laughs> um, and it's adding a different layer and things that can crash and mess up. And I think it's been a while since I bought a PC, but I think they stopped doing that. For the As most much? part, for the most part, I think. Um, yeah. I I can't tell you tell you the last time I set up a new PC for a family member or something like that. Um, yeah. There's ones that I've gotten secondhand from a few years, just a few years ago, and they'll have like Best Buy stuff on there sometime. Um, but yeah, everything's been clean installed, so it hasn't been much of a thing. I mean, I also bought like the okay, the latest computer that I bought was an Intel NUC. So it's not going to have anything on no, it. It's going to have a true, clean yeah. and a clean copy of Windows 11, and 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 we threw VMix on it, and here we go because that's all we need to do, right? Uh, I threw Adobe Suite on there so that we have it in case we're like, oh no, we need to fix this graphic real quick, right? right. Uh, converting stuff, you know, for for VMix, things like that. So like that's it. But the problem is, the problem is, because <laughs> now Windows, since you don't necessarily pay for windows too often and they're a services company now you get a lot of like i just i just like hit the start button to try to install something on this uh asus laptop it's an old like you know an old core probably a fourth generation core i5 here and mm-hmm. uh and i saw the hey next in game coming up in game pass and i'm just like oh you know, it's like I have it, but still, or, you know, who hasn't been bugged by OneDrive in every computer they start up or every time yeah. they get an update? It just happened in the studio computer here. They're not on the Zoom computer here last week. I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sorry to see you go. And I'm just like, where am I going? I never, you never had me. Uh, but anyways, no, you're getting or, that or, a lot. Or even my work computer where, where they really limit what can get installed. Mm-hmm. The little, I, the little bottom right where it kind of gives you like the weather mm-hmm. and it's like, Oh, stocks are up. I'm like, yeah. 
Okay. Why are you, know you telling what? me that? I would love, I would love to open. You, you know what keeps me from? Oh, this is the bitch cast right now. <laughs> you, this is. You know what keeps me from opening up uh, Microsoft Edge most of the time? I uh, the the oh, the the homepage, the 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 uh, ancestor of the of the MSN homepage, where I got to know what stupid thing Donald Trump has been doing this week. Okay, and like, listen. Not to get not you know political aside, whatever freaking idiot story that they put on the front page because it's the yeah. most lowest common denom- denom- denominator BS that's going to be from every provider of both sides of the fence. It's mm-hmm. all in there, so you freaking click on it, and well, I, I don't know how to like, turn it off. And now it's yeah, in the it's start button. Yeah. You know, I just like come on Microsoft. You know, so mm-hmm. and this is why I wish VMix was on the Mac. Uh, <laughs> so, but even like, yeah, we've had it. I mean, we, these are still Windows 10, so it's not as bad. Uh, but, but I do not, I re, I am pushing back as much as possible. Look, it's suggesting it wants me to upgrade to get five gigabytes of, uh, of free storage on my studio computer that I literally open two apps a week on, you know? <laughs> so, it's it's bad. It's I just got an email during this. I popped up. Uh, the GeForce now has a free version that's going to be ad supported. You got to sit it through two uh, two minutes of ads before you load into your instance for GeForce now. Jeez, so, two minutes. Yeah, but I mean it's free. I pay five bucks because I'm founders. It's like a twenty dollars subscription usually. So eh. uh, so there's that. But you know, um, speaking of games, okay, let's roll this back around. We're get, we're getting too okay. we're getting too sad here. This is supposed to be a positive show, Dave. Dave, why are you bringing us down with this? Why are you bringing this down? I'm not even Bruce. <laughs> um, good video game oh, news. Oh, ask your ask your parents and grandparents about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I that think joke. I don't think there's in too many youngins listening to this show. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Nintendo Switch. If you are, this is exciting. If you have a Switch and you're on the, I think if you have the Nintendo Online, you get to play the old Nintendo Super Nintendo games and things like that, and other other classic consoles. Uh, they are starting to include rare games. As you know, Rare is owned by one Microsoft, and these are all games that are included if you have Game Pass, by the way. Um, but no, they're, they're dropping in the Super Nintendo Battletoads game, Killer Instinct Super Nintendo, Blast Chords from the N64, RC Program, which was my jam back in the day, uh, and uh, Snake, Rattle, and Roll, uh, probably amongst others, uh, is going to be added to that subscription service. So cool to see they're bringing Rare back into the fold here. Hopefully, I think that's a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, we did, did I talk about the non-Microsoft uh, announcement last couple weeks ago? Did you see this? Where everybody was pontificating. I can't remember. I remember. Everybody was pontificating about this announcement for a week, thinking that Xbox was going to uh, start just having Xbox on as a service and putting mm. their games on every console. Mm-hmm. And Halo was going to come to the PlayStation and Nintendo probably and all this stuff. And they were going to pull back on the hardware and maybe even get out of it in the near future. The Phil Spencer gets on there in the first minute. It's like, listen, first of all, we are not going to start making consoles. We are going to be bringing four games to the PlayStation. Four games to the PlayStation. That is all. This is not a change in our strategy. 
<laughs> and you know, uh, 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 Hi-Fi Rush is coming for instance, a game that I've loved on Game Pass uh, to the Nintendo Switch, and I believe to the PlayStation as well. So uh, you know, and I think this is like kind of that. You know, Microsoft is saying, "Yeah, Nintendo, you can have your rare games back uh, <laughs> that you published before um, that we own the rights to." You know, so I think that's it's really cool for this or something like that for a throwback like that. And I kind of wonder since everyone's, you know, like Microsoft bought a lot of um, game developers uh-huh. and they have the rights to it that for, so it doesn't look bad antitrust wise. They're oh, doing exactly. it to, to just to cover themselves. Well, they were very open about like, why would we keep certain things like, you know, we just brought, they're like, we just brought in Activision Blizzard. Why would we keep those games from other platforms? Why would we keep yeah. games from other platforms when we want to have the biggest audience, audience possible for some of these, some of these properties? Mm-hmm. So, and they discussed that things like, you know, Hi-Fi Rush, um, for instance, was something that, you know, was a lower end creative thing. It's not a giant franchise. It was kind of a tryout thing, right? And you're like, well, it's been doing very, very well. Let's see if it gains an audience. That doesn't mean the sequel's coming to all these other consoles. <laughs> so, I mean, which is perfect. It's like, oh, great. This game was great. Let's put it over here. And, well, the sequel's going to be an exclusive on Xbox, probably, or Time Sequel, or something like that, mm-hmm. right? You know? As it is, most of the games they're putting out are on on Xbox and PC too, so they're already, you know, spreading that across two platforms. Yeah, they're doing the play anywhere stuff. Halo's on everything, you know. Like like Xbox is kind of like you know, it's already been kind of not not um, diluted, but like you know, it's part of an ecosystem, right? I mean, you can sit there if you got a good connection, you can sit and play Game Pass all day on your PC. You know, and play the things that aren't compatible yet. So, or old Xbox 360 games or things like that that they have on there. Like, it's pretty incredible, actually. So, but anyways, um, PlayStation. Uh, so, this is not officially PlayStation. Um, you, you, did you have you heard of the PlayStation Portable, Dave? Are, are you aware of this device? Not, I, I think I heard of it, but I'm not familiar so, with it. So it's not a new idea, but PlayStation had this in the PlayStation 4 days, too, where you could buy this little device and uh, play your PlayStation remotely in, a, in another room over your network, right? So somebody has hacked it, apparently. Uh, two, two folks from Google, according to Kotaku, managed to get GTA Liberty City Stories running on a $200 remote play device. Oh wait, no. I'm sorry. The portal isn't a TV thing. It is. It's actually a portable. It is a handheld portable machine um, that you know feels like an Android phone with a you know one of those uh, with the controller grips on the side, right? Mm-hmm. But the yeah. idea is you are playing your PlayStation on it. But apparently they got the uh, uh, PlayStation Portable games to play on the device itself. Which is kind oh, of locally, nice. locally, locally so you don't need on to have the device. A, you don't need to have it hooked up to a PlayStation. So pod. it's okay. got enough okay. power to play PlayStation portable games at least, and it's a two hundred dollar handheld too. So um, yeah, natively on the uh, PlayStation portal. Yes, we hacked it. Uh, so uh, and they it says they took them more than a month to do something like that. So uh, and it's using a uh, PS uh, PSP emulator that is uh, open for. Uh, I think they said Windows and Mac or something like that. So, um, from wait, wait, the emulator, the the em, actually the emulator for PSP can actually work on a Nintendo Wii U and an Xbox Series X and S. So there you go. <laughs> um, so the only let's see, you only need about six gigabytes of internal storage. All it's all software based. 
So there you go. Um, that's fun. It's, I mean, it, it does seem like a strange single-use device. You know. Meanwhile, I'm just playing my play, my Xbox games on my on my phone. You know. God, I forgot mm-hmm. how good the phone audio is. I didn't put earbuds in, and I'm playing Mortal Kombat One on my uh, on my phone the other day, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Damn, this like fills the like my face with audio." And I'm fe- hearing the stereo and everything just on the iPhone Pro uh, 13 Max. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I think thir- iPhone 13 Pro Max. Yeah, that's that's the right yeah. order of words. So, but no, I, I'll say this: one thing iPhone the iPhone has done, especially in the last three four years really paid attention to audio Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where if you notice something and then four or five years later you'll notice oh that same technology is used in this new thing or this other thing or you know when you hear people talked about when they went to the um the 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 apple silicon on the laptops Mm -hmm. and the sound was amazing on these laptops, especially for laptops. Yeah. They kind of learned from the phones and put in the same technology and the same idea to make the sound laptops take sound better. Absolutely. You know, why not? You know, I mean, that's one thing when you own the stack, you can bring that technology across Mm -hmm. everything. Right. So it's it's pretty nice of them. Uh, That's so nice of them to do that. (laughs) (laughs) um so anyways uh you had some stuff that you had in here um you tell me about a a, a machine learning uh that came up and it looks like in your jobby job this week yeah in my jobby job yes uh because part of my job is to uh do trainings Mm -hmm. and create newsletters regarding our the sa mobilist platform now normally it is a subscription Base platform for larger businesses. Mm-hmm. This is a free article, though, so this one is free for anyone to to uh, to look at. And just the fact of the abstract talking about when they talk about uh, health management in cars. So you're looking at well, how do you know how this is going to go long term? You know, in terms of because you could build a physical model like they used to drive it virtually drive it you know on a on a on a rack or something not in a car hundreds of thousands of miles to see when it breaks down that's expensive <laughs> plus it's a single case usually or a couple you know you're not going to take thousands of transmissions thousands of engines and just work them and see what happens when it breaks or what breaks and how to fix it mm-hmm. so this is using machine learning uh, this is a this is really the methodology for driving behavior modeling, machine learning to try to get all this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So it uses the productive insight on real world trip behavior. It says um, in conjunction with other things to, and then it um, checks it out in real world test driving data. So you run your model, you see, you work on your model, you see if it works, and then you compare it to real-world data to see if your model actually works against it or not. 
this sounds, and I think it's probably the machine learning side of it's probably the the new element in something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. I know every year when I get to do the auto drive um, challenge um, uh, workshops, it's really interesting because the vendors are there that are, they're you know teaching the engineering students how to you know kind of use these tools. And, and there's a lot of modeling that happens for the automated things. You know, hey, you can put elements. You can say, hey, you, based on the software that you wrote to operate this car what happens when he reacts to this, this, and this kind of, you know, roadway or object or something like that, you know? So like Mm -hmm. there's a whole industry around just virtually testing things before they even get out the door, you know, not to mention, you know, the whole industry of testing things when they're almost ready to go out the door. Like, you know, when we visited Honda this past year uh, for Baja and, and got to see the wind tunnel and got to see all the Mm -hmm. testing and the crash testing and things like that to see, okay, did the modeling come through? Does anything change in the, and when we, Turn it into physical form, right? So, like, it, it is it is fascinating to see what happens to, like, you know, d- you, you don't know what went into the thing that is in your hands or that you're behind a wheel of. Like, right. those, that testing yeah. is crazy. Why does a car cost so much? Because this is how much went into it, mm-hmm. right? It's it's crazy. It's it's not yeah. just the cost of the 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 materials. It's it's everything that went into that car being safe and efficient or mm-hmm. whatever else. Yeah. And, and that's something that I just, dis- you see this more about cell phones and other technology, like, Oh, we did a breakdown and here's how much it costs to make the Apple vision pro or the Apple iPhone 15, 16, whatever, or the Samsung galaxy or whatever. No, that's the bill of material. Mm-hmm. That's how much it physically costs maybe to get the parts, but that doesn't include any research and development. That's where the lot of money is. And like I know for Apple and same thing with a lot of the car manufacturers, they have to divide. They have to make the process they're doing to make the item. <laughs> so you have to know how to make the item that you're making. Mm-hmm. And that can be very involved in a lot of research and development. And that's still we talk about how the first few months of a new item like an iPhone or especially a very, very new device, like maybe the first Apple Watch, has defects and they're trying to figure yeah. that out. Because there's only well, there's that's still, also large numbers. Yeah, large that's numbers. That's also large numbers percent. is that you could say, Oh, there's only a one percent error. Yes, you know, one percent of one percent of a million units is a lot of problems, yeah. you yeah. know. So you got to get that number down, or you're going to have an issue. So mm-hmm. uh, that'll cost you some money. So, and that's also why it's hard to change on a dime mm-hmm. for a when you're producing a large amount um, of a item, which is you need volume. Mm-hmm. So let's say you know you're interested in producing a new vehicle, you know, a, a brand new vehicle. We're going to make something earth shattering new. And if you start now, if you're lucky with the research development, the build, being able to make tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands a year, it'll be out in three or four years. Man, we had a really cool concept, but we couldn't get it uh, uh, produced in mass with those wheels falling off. It was really weird. You know, things yeah. like that will come up, right? So, <laughs> well, you hope you hope that someone catches it before that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Ca- some cases that you catch it after it's released. Mhm. Mhm. <clears throat> yep, yep, yep. That'll happen from time to time. All right, well, let's, let's go. Now, real quick kind of related. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, you're I, I'm starting to see leaks for the iPhone 17. 
not not to sixteen. The seventeen. Of course, they're building it now. Of course, they're working on it now. Yeah, the twenty twenty five iPhone, and same thing with Samsung. I don't want to pull it out just iPhone only. It's in development now. The iPhone and Samsungs, which are going out in later this year, they've already been pretty locked down. They're just making sure they can make it in volume and everything works together. And can they get this chip and this and this and this and this and all this? They're already kind of in the final almost lockdown stages by now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're already saying, OK, what can we do for 2025? What can we do for 2026 and work with the suppliers and working ahead 15 steps? Which is why when I see things like, oh, we have this new item, it's mind-blowing, and it's amazing when it's available. Well, we don't know yet. You know, it's like, okay, tell tell me when you're closer to actually having produced and how much is it going to cost and how much power is it going to go. It's neat, but I won't get too excited until it's more ready to be rolled out. Exactly. Well, either way. Well, let's get a little more uh, small scale on this. Uh, Amanda actually contributed. Uh, uh, a Logitech just made a bunch of announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, webcams. There's a forty dollar webcam. I hope it's better than the twenty dollar one I picked up at Walmart that I'm going to return because it's complete crap. Uh, so, man, I should have just stuck with my Logitechs. Uh, anyway, so actually, that's all I had was these ones. I couldn't even get a good one when we were out there. Um, but so I was kind of stuck with it. So they got, yeah, they got a good Brio 100 uh, that she shared that's about a $40 webcam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Logitech usually has some pretty good uh, quality there. For $40, you're going to tell me it's going to be good? It says Full HD webcam. I mean, it's dedicated. It's going to look a little better than what's on your on most mm-hmm. on most laptops, I did actually get to do a Zoom call on my laptop on my uh, MacBook Pro uh, uh, M1 mm-hmm. Pro, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot they improved the cameras on this." <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice, kind of nice there. Uh, but they also have some other stuff going on. Uh, there is a I, I like this the Logitech Reach. This is like an arm mounted camera. Yeah, uh, they, mm-hmm. they say it's for content creation coming soon. But the, the samples they're showing for this thing is like it's a desk camera. Honestly, this would be a great thing. I would love to have it to plug in uh, to my setup for showing things on the phone or something like that. So if you did need something that was a little uh, well, maybe nicer looking for than something I would set up because I will like, you know, I'll use an iPhone and just cook that up and you know, mm-hmm. use software to do an HDMI out and things like that. Like, I think it's a pretty cool uh, set up for that you know they're showing somebody with a chessboard i would love to have this potentially for um we do the the board the game board for the D sessions we have one coming up here friday actually uh that would be really really good for something like that so um so that would be really really cool but anyways uh let's see adapt to your space do, 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 do. i did not see pricing on this yet no it just says contact sales Coming, says contact con- sales hmm. but I do, I do like the fact it does say that you can zoom out to a 12 foot by 21 foot area hmm. so you can it looks like it has a zoom in and a zoom out mm-hmm. so i it looks like they're really pushing it for classroom use right right which I can definitely see, but you can also do it like for present, like you said, for presentations or something like that, instead of having to jerry rig something on your own. Mm-hmm. So there's also um, a Casa pop up desk. 
Uh, so I think the idea is it looks like it's a laptop um, desk setup that, oh no, my room is yelling from the other room, uh, nope. where it just pops up vertically and it includes a keyboard and a touchpad for you to use. And you set your laptop up so it's like at a good height, right? Um, mm -hmm. So that, you know, that's pretty, that seems like it'd be pretty handy for like a low profile kind of thing. I don't know about that keyboard. It looks a little finicky, to be honest. So I don't know. What do you think? I like the idea behind it. And I like the fact where everything kind of stores in one location. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's yeah, nice. It, it like stores within itself. It's like a photo yeah. thing. It feels like it should be going with an iPad. It does. It, it does. It maybe, I'm, I'm maybe assuming it it's Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. Since it's Bluetooth, you can just use it on an iPad. Yeah, and it looks like the um, you know, the 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 touchpad looks like the 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 magic touchpad that that you can get for the Apple mm -hmm. or something like that. I've always wanted to get one of those for mine because I like the, I I used to add it just on a laptop and and I've had a Mac Mini for the last couple of years and I do miss the gestures when I'm in Final Cut and things like that. Um, so you know, just being able to grab things a little easy. Uh, so I, I I'm kind of curious to see the build quality for 180 dollars though. I'm expect I would be expecting like something more, a little right? bit nicer. It seems pricey. Yeah, it seems pricey, and it, it does look very plasticky from what you're seeing on this. But it's all like pastels yeah. and things, and you know, it, 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 all the all the videos are for working moms here, from the looks of things, you know. So I think they're kind of ang angling for for that kind of that kind of angle well, on something like this. And also the um, the the trackpad. Looks like they're trying to mimic what Apple does. Absolutely. Because it does say scroll, zoom in, zoom out, drag and drop. Mm -hmm. And it looks just like, it, especially for like uh, on Apple laptops where the trackpad is mammoth. Especially compared to PCs. It, it's so much bigger and you can do so much and it looks like that's what you're trying to replicate here. Um, uh, Amanda says they also did some new keyboards, the clicky kind, which are her favorite. Uh, I, ah. I don't think I don't think we had any links in here for those, so I'm wondering if they are mm -hmm. yeah comfier weight keys. Ooh, ooh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's enough of that. Now I will have to admit I am a big fan of the big clunky clicky keyboards, mm -hmm. except where you're on a call. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what though. It depends on what kind of call you're on. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in customer service, people said, oh, I can hear you typing. So I definitely know that A, you're still there mm -hmm. and B, you're doing something. So if you want that feedback, right? So Exactly. Because yeah. I mean, lots of times, you know, you're like, oh, OK, thanks for giving me the question. It'll take me in a minute to do, you know, to, to look at something or see what's going on or pull up the information. And if all they hear is silence. Mm -hmm. You could make kind of small talk, but sometimes that doesn't. But if they hear click, 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 tap, 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 click, you're like, oh, they're obviously doing something. Yeah, but also like, like depending on like Zoom and and AirPods and things, like don't they usually work those things out too? So you wouldn't even hear that. So if ideally, I would say yeah, but not everybody has a good headset like that or anything. Well, I say that's if you're using Zoom and everything else. Yes. Oh, but if you're using Teams, good luck. I got yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> or, or like I was literally uh, um, um, voice over IP, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a Cisco voice oh over IP. Gosh. It was literally oh, our telephones. Oh my gosh. I remember, I remember when a certain company would give me 
uh, 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 presentation videos that were done over Cisco Voice over IP. And I was like, oh my God, can we fix this? Can we do mm-hmm. anything else? And they have since, so that's good to see. Um, Apple has some bad news? Mm. I would say sad. Mm. I don't want to say bad because sometimes it's time to say goodbye to things. It's bad because people are going to lose their jobs. Well, a lot of people and are. And that, that's days. never a good thing. That's never, well, for, for, the, for the average time, it's not a good thing. Um, they're, Apple's been working on a self driving car for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And they've added people, removed people. You know, this is all public information. And it sounds like, and this has been reported in multiple locations. So it's Ars Technica, The Verge, it isn't just like one source. Uh, per this, and it was per report in Bloomberg, they're basically going to shut down the car project. Man. In my mind, under that, because there's a picture of the campus there, and mm-hmm. uh, in my mind, there's a giant track underneath it that they were testing all this on. The testing, yeah. Yeah, in my well, mind. In, in a we way, don't know though, what's down there. There is a lot of underground. There, there has oh, yeah. to be a lot of underground. Oh yeah, even the parking for the on. visitor center is underground. It's pretty. Yeah. It's like wow, this is like the nicest garage I've ever been in. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so it's. I mean, that when I when you hear Apple going into cars, you would of course hear people saying, "Oh, Apple will never get into cars. It won't be successful." And I'm thinking, this is what I heard back in 2008 with people saying Apple will never get into, or 2006, 2007, Apple will never get into phones. They have no idea what they're a computer company, what are they doing getting into phones? I'm like, yeah. Well, I underestimate <laughs> them. Plus, everybody hemming and hawing over the Vision Pro right now. You know, yeah. oh, what are they thinking? You know what? In about two or three years, they're going to figure out what they were thinking. Yeah. They haven't, they don't show their hand. They are the greatest magicians in, in mm-hmm. their technology no, right I mean, now. It, it may crash and burn. It may crash and burn, but mm-hmm. the Vision Pro, I do not see it crashing and burning. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And also, the problem with the Apple car, the, 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 it was Project Titan. And they, they even said here, it would cost at least $100,000. Mm-hmm. Which, the, the, I mean, it, it would be truly a limited, limited amount of people but seriously, who, who, who bought the first Teslas? Yeah. Right? And now, like, I see so many Teslas in my own neighborhood. And this is an mm-hmm. average, at best, city neighborhood. Right? Yeah. No, so, no, I see it around us, too. I yeah. see it around us all the time, yeah. too. Yeah. It, it, it's absolutely accessible for the, you know, let's just say mm-hmm. the middle class now. Right? So, but, you know, that that's, I mean, just like... The Apple Vision Pro will be accessible, or if nothing else, is helping you consider a meta right now, uh, which, honestly, that's what it did for me. I was like, yeah, it's in my cart. I'm looking for it. If I have a couple couple extra bones, I'm getting it, you know? Um, But, uh, you know, I got to get some work done first. So, yeah, (laughs) no, it's, yeah, no, I, it's, it's. It was a nice try, and and there there's a lot of things we're researching that we have not and will not see the light of day because they have to at right. least explore these. They have to at least explore the ideas, right? And mm-hmm. and who knows? They could have come across something and solved a problem that nobody else did, you know? Mm-hmm. If if you know you know in in another reality, so uh, and well, maybe also, it could come back around. One, yeah, I think also one of the reasons is 
the car market's completely different now than it was 10 years ago. Sure. Uh, you not only had the pandemic crash and the issues with, you know, supply chain management and all that issue, people were a lot more bullish about self-driving cars 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now it's the people aren't as bullish. Yeah. You know, we had self-driving cars going up Lawrenceville in the Strip District in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. for test. Mm-hmm. You you mm-hmm. could see the little spinny radar things on top. Yep. And they were like, oh, we're only it's going to be 2020 and we're going to have self-driving cars or 2025. And now it's no. Yep. Not that soon. Yep. yep. It's one of those. And I've heard this about a lot, another things like you can get 85 percent of the way there. Pretty not want to say easily, but pretty easily. You may even get 90. That last 5 to 10% of getting there is really, really hard. And if you look at a lot of these self-driving cars, you need a lot of sensors and a lot of you know computer power. And to make that into something that looks like a normal vehicle, you know, it's still, it's not there. It's not there. Even though Tesla can do a lot of self-driving, I put it in quotes because even though some people say, oh, oh, I can go in my Tesla and put my, yeah, Tesla even says, yeah, don't do that because, you know, it's still not 100% there mm-hmm. in all the situations because everything's hard. Yep. Yep. You well, know, it, it, it's a hard thing to do. It well, really is. On that note here, I think yeah. it's time to wrap this up. We've gone through all the items. Only thing of interest this week that we could find. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's been a, it's a weird it's a weird. There is a big thing in this mobile world world conference 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 world world congress. That's it. Uh, and uh, I think uh, yeah, it was all Android phones and nothing really stuck out to me. You know. Well, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but right now on the Android side. And, and maybe this is just my blinders of the iPhone being put on me. It's Samsung driving. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Google. Mm-hmm. But the Pixel. You know, driving what's out there and what's available. And oh. it seemed like the biggest and the biggest thing that came out with the last and with the last Samsung phone was the AI. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Because Google has their own mess of problems with the. Yeah, right now. Uh, anyways, we we'll, we will not. Maybe we'll talk about that here in uh, Patreon, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dave Ponder, iPhoneography podcast as well. Yes, and uh, Prof Pod on all the socials except for TikTok. We're in Prof Pod PGH. We actually just last night had an interview uh, with someone who is an Adobe expert Ooh. and talking about using Adobe uh, Mobile both mobile and your desktop to improve your photos. Awesome. Awesome. Somebody was just telling me about uh, the Adobe podcast AI that they get to use. Um, hmm. So that, that has been using uh, uh, Adobe stuff for audio cleaning. I thought was kind of interesting. So, Oh, trying to make me get back in Adobe for video editing. Uh, anyways. 
Anyways, on that note, guys, thank you so much at Sorgatron. I will be uh, Thursday night fights as usual. And actually, uh, Top Rope Tabletop will be here in the studio. That will be broadcasting on IndieWrestling.us platforms for free. Uh, that is our friends uh, coming in here and uh, pro wrestlers playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's the geekiest, ungeekiest thing that could possibly be. So I'm looking forward to have those guys, those those sessions. We have been really dialing in those. I think they've been looking great. Been uh, we're we're trying to keep the sound uh, uh, upgraded as much as possible. Uh, really kind of toning that in. I think we got some upgrades for this year, this week that um that are going to be really really cool. So keep an eye out for that for you guys. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. Yeah.